Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. Live from KeyBank Center, this is the Post Game Show on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. 4-0, the final. Philadelphia dominating tonight over the Buffalo Sabres. A uh, solid performance from start to finish and a very good performance from a goalie you may not have heard of coming into the night. Samuel Ersan getting his fourth win of the season. He improves to 4-0 and in five games played and a shutout of the Sabres tonight. He stopped all 28 Buffalo attempts as it gets a Philadelphia victory tonight, 4 to nothing. We welcome you to the post game here live at the press box at KeyBank Center. Brian Colsey, along with Pat Malacaro, will be heading down to the locker room in just a moment with Paul Hamilton to get player reaction. Uh, Pat, right away, Sabers didn't seem ready to go even before Philly scored. The first couple of minutes were just very sloppy with the Sabers in their own end, and that was an indication of how the night was going to go for the Sabers. It didn't matter, save for a couple of shifts where the the line of Joe. Gergensen's and Oposo, the energy line we've seen at times this year, really bring the energy. It almost didn't matter who was passing the puck. It seemed like it was finding the Flyers' stick and or they were deflecting it away. And look, these are the nights that happen over the course of 82 games. I, I don't read much into this. Um, you know, the Sabres have been the top scoring team in the league they've scored six goals a game in the black and red goat head jerseys until tonight when they get shut out but uh, this is one of those nights where you just don't have it to me it's always how you respond the next night and that's one thing we talked about on Saturday this Sabres team whether it's in games or the next day they always find a way to respond they always find a way to learn from their mistakes so I'm as interested to see how this team comes out tomorrow. I know we're talking about tonight's game, but I'm as interested to see how they come out on the ice 22 hours from now than I am how they how they kind of you know talk about this loss tonight. Yeah, and it wasn't for lack of opportunities. Probably if you didn't watch or listen to this game, you're sitting here saying, oh, geez, this is maybe a, a snooze fest. Well, you know, yeah, they didn't score. That's not exciting. But the Sabres had opportunities to score. All right, let's get some live locker room reaction. Down to the room, here's the captain, Kyle Oposo with Paul Hamilton. Kyle, was it just one of those nights that seemed like right off the drop? Uh, it just wasn't going to be your night. Uh, I don't think it's as simple as that, but, um, I mean, it, it wasn't our night. And I just think that they were ready to play, and, and we weren't. And our first 20 minutes was it's probably the worst period we played all year. Um, so... You know, you try and learn from it. We try and get going in the second and third. But um, I just think the emotional toll of that first period was a little bit too much for us to come back from. And just disappointing with how we've how we've been playing and um, just a little bit of immaturity on our part, I think. Did you feel it was a lot of mental mistakes? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all it was. I mean, physically, I don't think we were 
we had our legs and you know we weren't we weren't where we needed to be but it was definitely more more of a mental game out there for sure when it comes to playing against that team what, what kind of game did you have to get to in order that to kind of flip it in the first period that you were able to well i mean we had to work i mean the, you know who their coach is you know what what they're all about and um like use any cliche you want i mean you know hard work beats talent talent doesn't work i mean it's it's pretty simple it's not not that hard to figure out i can probably tell you what he was saying before the game you know these guys are ripe and been scoring a ton of goals and you know if we outwork them we're gonna have our way with them and that's what they did so um disappointing like i said but um you know you you go through you go through some spells like this or you go through some games like this and the biggest thing is that you know we come out next game we're ready to play you like how do you regroup within the next 24 hours it's probably better than you know better we play a game and 22 hours and not play a game for three days so you don't have time to think about it you once you leave the rink it is what it is it's done it's one game um you play 82 of them they're not gonna all go your way so um i think we'll be fine tomorrow you know these guys very well in this room and we we watch them play in this room i'm sure you're pretty confident that you know this is going to be a one game thing yeah i mean i'm not worried about our group and how we prepare and how um we've executed for the first 38 games i'm not it's um it's one game. Let's not overreact, but at the same time, it's let's use this as a lesson and, and make sure that um, you know we're aware that that you have to um, come to play every night in this league. There's no there's no nights off. Doesn't matter who you're playing. Thanks, Kyle. Kyle Poso on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, thank you very much. The captain there with his traditional words of wisdom, Pat and. I don't really have anything to agree with what he. Or I don't have anything to disagree with what he said. And the team takes its cues from its leaders, and I think that's the right message. You need to work harder, and you if you don't, this is what happens, and it's a lesson learned for this team. And as he said, he's not worried about the effort that's going to come tomorrow night because this team learns quickly, and they 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 figure it out pretty quick. It, it doesn't take much to to realize that. The effort and the work ethic wasn't there tonight. They know it. Yeah. Despite that, and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not making any excuses, mm-hmm. there were plenty of opportunities that the Sabres could have had four or five goals in this game. It's The goalie played great, for sure, but there were what you would consider to be those high-danger grade-A chances for the Sabres each and any of the periods. And maybe that's where some of the frustration sets in, is you're kinda, your head's hanging a little bit because... You've had some opportunities, especially in the second period. Chances in tight, shooting over the net, shooting wide, shooting off the post, and even the third period. And it kind of just all feeds into into one another. And another example, the Sabres didn't have a power play until three players were called for roughing in the third period with 6.30 to go. And there really wasn't an occasion besides, well, we'll get back to that. Yeah, let's go down to the room now. Tyson Jost, live with Paul. We wanted to. We didn't start well. Um, yeah, obviously... Saturday night there was a lot of energy in the building and we were excited for that game and um, I think that's just part of the learning process where we have to know every single game is an important game and it matters and every team in this league is, is an elite team and anyone can beat anyone on any given night so um, we, we need to learn from this for sure and um, the, the benefit of it is we have a chance to bounce back tomorrow but we just got to start better and keep that momentum rolling and we were just flat tonight and um, then we were playing uh, catch up the rest of the game. In the second period you guys had, had some opportunities. Did it ever feel like the frustration was, was setting in or did you guys just keep at it? Uh, yeah, I mean you can't lie. There's definitely a little bit of frustration and um, I think there's just a little bit of 
kind of frustration when you when you don't start well and then you're just playing catch up. And um, we wanted to get to our game. We wanted to find. We had a good talk in the first intermission there, and um, started getting the ball rolling a little bit. And stuff just didn't find the back of the net, and that's going to happen. But um, I mean, we got to find ways to to be better defensively. And um, we kind of gave them four goals tonight. So um, yeah, it's it's it is what it is. But every single night you got to be ready and prepared to go. And uh, it's the National Hockey League. So. How tough at night was for you guys with the puck? I mean, the passes were off, especially the first period. It was just hard for you guys to generate anything that way. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, we definitely did generate stuff, though. You could see we were snapping around a little bit, and we had chances. And we were uh, we were creating offense and, and getting great A's and, and good looks at the net. So um, there's going to be nights where you're not feeling it, maybe you don't have your energy, and your hands don't feel as good. But I think that's just all part of the process and learning how to become professional and uh, kind of play through that. So. This is this is good for our team. We're, we have a chance to bounce back tomorrow, and uh, we can really build off this. Do you like that, that the game comes up right away and you don't have to wait a couple of days for it? Yeah, I think it's perfect. Um, I mean, learn from this, park it, and be better tomorrow. So um, it's nice that you don't have a three- or four-day break or whatever where you just kind of get to law on this. But, yeah, it's, it's a good learning experience, and tomorrow we're, we're going to come out flying. We, we expect that ourselves. Thanks, Tyson Jost on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul, thank you. Jost and the Sabres tonight getting shut out for the first time this season. Four to nothing is the final score. All right. Well, go ahead. Yeah, Brian, we, you know, we were talking before uh, Tyson Jost there. I just thought an example of you know the Sabres not w- working to, to their abilities tonight was the fact that they didn't have a power play until 6.30 to go in the third period. They didn't force the Flyers into any penalties. There was never an occasion except for maybe Konechny uh, getting into a little bit of a scrum with uh, Jeff Skinner before a faceoff where I said, man, the Sabres probably should be on the power play. They didn't force any chances, but then Kale Clegg takes a penalty where, look, it, it was I didn't like the call. I, I thought it was a, a little bit of a soft call, but he gets to stick up around the hands of a Flyer coming in on a, on a partial breakaway. Those are the types of things. If you're working, you're going to get some power play chances. And maybe on a night where you don't have it, the power play comes through, and all of a sudden you find it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And it, because of the fact that um, it took till basically the game was over anyway to get that first power play, they were able to never feed off of that, been as good as anybody in the league scoring this year. He had a nice chance in the uh, late stages of the – or sorry, about midway point of the first period to tie the game up, missed a tap-in. Krebs had a breakaway to score. Cousins had a great look. Uh, then in period number two, Jost, who we just heard from, had a good look. Uh, Tuck was on the doorstep, shot high, middle step, missed a backhand. And then, Pat, maybe the last gasp opportunity for Buffalo to really feel like they had a chance. Opening minute of the third, opening shift of the third. Skinner right on the doorstep hits the post. If that goes in, it's 3-1. Maybe we're having the same conversation right now. But uh, this this wasn't a game where I, I, I sat here and said that they didn't have chances to score like that Philadelphia was mauling them. The Flyers were amazing in terms of, I think, taking away passes and creating or stopping the chances that the Sabres seemed to create. But there were enough that it could have been at least a game in the third. It really could have. And then a team that's going the way Philadelphia is, and I know they're coming off a winning streak, but they just lost last night against Toronto, and it hasn't been the best stretch ever since their start to the season. Maybe the doubt can creep in, and you can take advantage of of a team like Philadelphia if you get that goal to start the third. Maybe then you start the hustle and the, and, and the work starts coming and you're able to create something and build some momentum. We've seen how this Sabres team can go from 0-60 to 60 in the matter of no time, and, and that can flip things pretty quickly. 
we've seen the Sabres score four, five, six goals in a period before and, and not really, you know, have to try all that hard. So uh, it could have easily flipped, but, um, it you know, less than two minutes into the period, Philadelphia gets the, the fourth goal, and then you, you know what the result was going to be. That's right. 4 nothing Philadelphia. We are expecting to have at least one more player interview uh, with Paul Hamilton coming up down in the room, so we'll stick it right here. Uh, Sabres in this one, 4 to nothing. the final. It's their first shutout of the season. They obviously have scored at least one in every of the previous 37 games coming in. Let's get you some final stats now. Brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Philadelphia with 38 shots on goal. Buffalo with 28. Pat mentioned the late power play. That's all Buffalo had with the man advantage. Uh, Sabres 0 of 1 in the game. Flyers 0 of 3. Your three stars tonight connecting with a couple of assists. Star number 3. Farabee had a goal and an assist. Star number 2. And then in net, we know a solid performance from Samuel Ursan. He gets the shutout, 28 saves. He's the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Okay, we are done with interviews in the room. 4 nothing. Philadelphia is the final. Seattle home right here tomorrow night. 7 o'clock puck drop from KeyBank Center. For all of our local affiliates at this time, we're going to say goodnight to you. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship on WGR, more postgame coming up. We'll have Don Granato's postgame comments. Also, Sabres GM Kevin Adams, his meeting with the media just before puck drop tonight on all the roster decisions and the goalie situation. So a good interview with the Sabres GM. If you didn't hear that, we'll have that coming up a little bit later on in postgame. Sabres fall to the Flyers 4-0. I'm Brian Colziel. More postgame from KeyBank Center after this timeout. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Philadelphia, the final back here at KeyBank Center. Don Granato meeting with the media. Let's take you there live. Off the bat, uh, I felt when you look at the game in its entirety uh, and you, you, know, you sit behind the bench every day with these guys and you're with these guys every day, um, I can lump in two days ago I thought was it you know, we're, we're, we're riding in a very emotional week and had lots and lots of emotional energy. Uh, and there was in the building and the atmosphere. And, and uh, I thought tonight uh, our guys looked and felt emotionally drained. Um, they just had a, a really difficult time executing things that they execute routinely and simple. Uh, so they, we had a group that didn't look like themselves. And fought the puck all night. We didn't. Uh, we didn't look fast. We we were struggling to move pucks, and um, just one of those nights, one of those very challenging nights. And we just couldn't couldn't find it. Couldn't find a spark. And uh, it, it was pretty much all the way through. You saw the last the power play at the end, and we still. Uh, you know, I don't fault the the care factor. Um, the effort, I know they were pushing and trying, but a lot of guys just didn't look like themselves, and they, they, they looked drained. So. You just sense it in the passing? It's just like a telltale it's, sign? Yeah, yeah, lots of things. Even taking ice that they had, they one pass, and they'd, they'd open up space to skate, and they wouldn't move their feet. And and so so lots of little subtleties, and then passes in guys' feet. Uh, um, you, you know, we looked, we looked heavy. We looked like we were skating in sand sometimes and looked like we didn't. And again, when you have ice in front of you and you don't take it, uh, lots of missed opportunity shots that we're usually sharp at, uh, picking a corner or, or tracking a rebound, 
and and everything was a bit of a surprise to us. It looked like tonight. So lots of indicators um, that that guys uh, the guys just didn't have it. Or and um, again, I thought they 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 tried to find a way. They they fought, but they they just couldn't do it. Every team has Kyle saying just you know the group believes the group can handle it. I think you have to be able to handle a game in this league. You, you know, you play 82 games, and, and there's lots of emotional swings. And uh, this is, uh, you know, this is something we play tomorrow. So we play one heck of a team tomorrow. And, and, and by no means do I discredit the team we played today because they played well. They played hard out of the gate. They were in a rhythm. Uh, and we just couldn't get in a rhythm. Uh, but, yeah, we're right back at it tomorrow. I think that's a that's a good thing to move past this one quicker. I know that uh, around our guys, I know they will take this home with them uh, and take it pretty hard. And hopefully uh, we can funnel it the right way for, 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 for you know, a, a better outcome tomorrow. Don, bring up the crowd so often and how much this team feeds off the energy. And you've gotten some big crowds this season. How important really is that? And it's not just yeah. saying words to say them about the No, it, it's important. You saw there was a span in the second period tonight where the crowd was into it. And I say they're into it. We gave them something to get into it. Uh, I don't think we gave them much to get into that game and get the emotional energy going in the building. Um, when we did have a few good shifts in a good segment in the second period, you know, the building was, was going um, you know, because of what our guys were doing. We just didn't do enough uh, tonight to get that atmosphere going. But it is. It's, uh, it's a home ice advantage. Um, and, and as mentioned, when, this, uh, when, we can, when that crowd gets going or we can get that crowd going, it's a, it's a huge uh, shot of adrenaline t- to our guys. And essentially you're going to have to build that energy overnight. How does this team go about that? I, I think we'll feel better tomorrow. Uh, you know, I mentioned so much of we didn't look like ourselves. Um, so many signs. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe fully that we'll feel better. These guys will feel better as the, uh, you know, unfortunate uh, going through what they went through tonight. I think they'll, there's not a guy that's happy with their performance tonight. And that's a group of competitive people. So uh, that factor bodes well when we look at tomorrow. There might be a night where we'll talk about one line that doesn't have it or one pair of defensemen that doesn't have it. Is it kind of weird that you had so many guys that didn't have it tonight? That's why I mentioned that, uh, you know, just through this and we've all watched lots of sports, it felt like we were emotionally drained, which can make sense after being emotionally high um, as, as we were riding the last week of a lot of uh, thrilling games and a lot of um, a lot of different scenarios for for our guys, some different stress and different challenges, and um, you know they were very very excited, as excited as any game. Um, you know the Washington game, uh, and and then obviously the other night uh, in front of a sellout crowd. Um, very emotional games, and today looked like an emotional letdown. So. It's it's uh, it's part of things and learning to handle it, um, learning to to find a way to push through it. Uh, but yeah, a lot there wasn't anybody that looked like themselves. Uh, Craig didn't look like himself at the start, um, but uh, but he battled and 
you know, you've, these guys have been good, so you gotta, you got to support them through this, and I think they'll, they'll fight hard tomorrow. All right, there's Sabres head coach Don Granato. His live postgame comments brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services, specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. Back up here to the press box, Brian Colsey with you. 4-0 Philadelphia victorious. Sabres right back at it tomorrow against the Kraken. Well, Philadelphia getting some good goaltending here as we get to a couple of highlights from this one. We'll start off with our save of the game first. It's brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. And Buffalo down 1-0, but very early in the game have a chance to tie it. Peyton Krebs coming out of the penalty box with a breakaway. Krebs comes out of the box. And now a chance to move it up ice. Here's Krebs on a breakaway. Peyton Krebs all alone. Deeks. Oh, Erson with another great save. Erson, that was one of 28 saves in the shutout. And our save of the game is that kept Buffalo off the board. And, of course, kept Buffalo off the board the rest of the night. We go early third now. Buffalo down 3-0. Skinner had just hit the post in the opening minute. If there was a chance for a comeback, maybe if that one goes in. But instead... Before we even hit the two-minute mark, Philly puts it away. Wade Allis in his fifth of the year. Flyers win the draw. Hayes turns. Fires! Scores! Right on the doorstep and able to tap it in. Wade Allison. And it's now a 4-0 Flyers lead. Hayes sets him up for the tap-in in the crease. Power was just missing in coverage. 4-0 Philly. That's your play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO. Delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 19. 19- 33. All right, so it ends up 4-0. Buffalo falling. The Sabres getting shut out for the first time this season. 38-28, the final shot totals in favor of the Flyers. Buffalo only had one power play opportunity, 0 for 1 of the night. Uh, the Flyers were 0 of 3. And as we mentioned, the three stars earlier, Connecty, two assists, star number 3. Farabee, a goal, and an assist, star number 2. And Earson and Nett, the shutout, 28 saves. He's now 4-0 on the season, star number 1. Well, this four-game homestand, the Sabres 1-1. One one. They beat Minnesota here Saturday, lost tonight here to Philadelphia. Two more games, Seattle tomorrow, Winnipeg Thursday. Both those puck drops are 7 o'clock right here on the Sabres radio network as the busy stretch continues. Uh, we get to our injury report next now. It's brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Uh, we're going to hear from Kevin Adams here in just a few minutes uh, on the postgame show. Uh, part of the discussion about Henry Yokiharu coming back, it looks as though from what Don Granato is indicating that it could happen within a week, just a kind of a pain tolerance thing for his lower body injury, but he's the only player injured right now, which is causing a log jam on this roster, and which is also part of the reason why Uka Pekalukinen was sent down today. So uh, something that Kevin Adams really talks about in this, I know there's a lot of fan reaction to this. Uh, you'll hear it from the Sabres GM, but... Uh, just to kind of give you a summary of what you're going to hear, UPL is going to play a lot for the Sabres this season. It may happen as early as even tomorrow. Who knows? But they've got a ton of games, four and six this week, four and six next week, four and six the following week. So I would bet we'll still see Lukanen, uh, as Kevin Adams, will. you'll be hearing here, talks about how there maybe have to be daily adjustments. So maybe just not overreacting to what you're going to be hearing over the course of up and down and active and inactive and injured reserve and that sort of thing. It's A lot of times it may just be roster logistics and paperwork by Kevin Adams just to kind of get who needs to be where, 
Who can they protect? Who can they expose? Who can go to the AHL? Who cannot? Even if they don't play a game for the Amherst, maybe just who officially goes on the AHL roster, all those things will kind of come into play. Before we hear from the Sabres GM now, let's get our first response from the fans, and it's brought to you by ServePro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. ServePro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at BrianWGR on Twitter. Uh, Craig writing in tonight says, anyone who's ever played sports has been there. No matter how good you are sometimes, everything just doesn't go your way. No worries about this team. I think that's a fair summary. Uh, on uh, how I feel. This game wasn't a disaster. It was a game that, well, Philadelphia just was better. And I think the Sabres had enough opportunities to score. Credit Urson and goal, and the Sabres obviously just being off in terms of um, not finishing their chances. You know, was this the worst game in a while? For sure. And I think you got to go back to November. I was kind of looking at the calendar, sitting here saying, all right, obviously the games in January have been very good. Maybe the Ottawa game on New Year's Day similar but in december i'm looking at the games i'm like wow these were the sabers have been good in all these even in the losses they're sitting at it wasn't like tonight i think you got to go back to maybe the toronto game on november 19th the last time when you truly felt like maybe they weren't in it from start to finish but that's good news that means hey we've gone here now two months where maybe you can say there's two stinkers along the way uh obviously you know, it's easy to overreact and get upset about what you saw tonight, especially if you're in the building. You get a little bit more emotional when you're in person and you're here paying for a ticket. But if you said to me right now, you're going to get one clunker a month over six months. Well, that's six games out of 82. So that means for 76 games, the Sabres are either going to win or be right on the verge of winning. Like, you'd probably sign up for that for sure. Of course, you'd, you just, you'd never want to root for it, but... You know, these are human beings over 82 games. It's going to happen. You know, now, if the exact same thing happens tomorrow night, well, we'll be having a little bit different of a discussion on the postgame show. But for now, I agree with kind of what Craig said. Like, hey, it happens. It's sports. They're humans. Let's see how tomorrow night goes. Seattle played tonight uh, and won in Montreal 4 nothing. ironically the same score. So uh, Seattle coming in playing great. But both teams will have played two in a row. Back-to-back, Seattle will have some travel, so the Sabres will be getting a little extra rest than what Seattle will be getting uh, as we get yourself ready for this game tomorrow. All right, next up, we want to hear from the Sabres general manager here. Before we do that, uh, we want to, again, remind you here um, that as we get to the top of the hour, we want to pause 10 seconds for station identification. So let's do that right now along the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM An Odyssey Station Back here at the Oxy Key Bank Center, Brian Colziel with you along with Pat Malacaro, Paul Hamilton uh, We thank you for being with us here tonight as Philadelphia uh, shuts out the Sabres by a score of 4 to nothing. but uh, a lot of big news today with the Sabres and the roster Uka Pekalukinen officially sent down to Rochester uh, I know there was a lot of fan reaction about that move. Kevin Adams going to explain why the move was made for you here that you're going to hear in just seconds. Uh, he met with the media, including our very own Paul Hamilton, uh, just before the puck drop tonight uh, up here in the press box. So an opportunity to hear from the Sabres GM. Uh, we're going to do so right now. So here's Paul Hamilton with the Sabres general manager. What is your plan now when it comes to your goaltending? Well, it's uh, first thing I'll say is it's uh, – these are good problems. There's a lot of things in this 
job that you're challenging, but this is great. We have three guys now with, uh, with Eric getting healthy that we believe in, and we really like where UPL's game is right now, the way he's progressed and developing and the games he's played, tough buildings, tough teams. He looks like he's got a calmness to him, and there's a confidence that our group has playing you know, in front of him, so that's exciting. And then Andy's been great as well, you know, and I do, I will say when it comes to Andy, like, how he's played is really good, but also when he's backing up, he's such a critical piece of our team and just the calming presence he has on the bench, it's like having another coach. So in saying all that, we're going to go day by day here. We're going to you know, make it work, um, figure it out. But for us, the key on the UPL part is we, we really like where he's at and we want to see him keep getting reps and minutes uh, here. How does Henry Yoki Aryu's health kind of play into this as well since you're also going to have to make a roster move when, when he's ready to, to Yeah, go we're, well. we're, it's a good, good question. We're going to have that conversation tonight with the trainers and doctors. He had a really good day today, um, so he's, he's coming and he's getting there, which is a great thing for us. We've been waiting for him, so um, probably have more information on that tomorrow, but yeah, that's playing a, playing a role in this as well. When it comes to Lucan, and you've already said since you've been the general manager, when guys come up here and they need to earn things, do you feel he's earned his way here? Yeah, I mean, he's earned his way in the sense that um, he's doing exactly what we've talked about and what we've hoped to see is that a player is getting comfortable at this level. He's playing. He's given us a chance to win every time he plays. Um, he's making the adjustments that you look for in players, whether it's a you know forward defenseman or goaltender, just the way he's adjusting to the speed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you want to reward. You want to make sure that you set guys up for success. And so we talk about all the time. And you heard me talk about it in the summer. When it comes to UPL, we really believe in him. And he's known that now, dating back to the last couple of years. But... We had a plan for him, ended up where he got the opportunity he got, and he's done a great job with it. You have 23 spots is all. That's one of the problems here. So is it realistic to think you could have three on the roster? Um, yeah, it, it is, and it's challenging, right? You know, you, like you said, there's rules. So we'll figure out a way um, each day to kind of, you know, see what the day brings. Um, but... You know, I think it is realistic. I don't want to look too far ahead. You know, I want to kind of, this is going to be a daily kind of roster management um, discussion, but we're constantly having that. And we've been having that for a few days as Eric was, you know, getting closer, um, getting through his rehab in Rochester, knowing that, you know, kind of this was potentially coming to this point. Um, so not opposed to it, but we're going to figure out whatever we think is best for our players individually and our team we're going to do everything we can to do it and four games a week for three weeks in a row probably helps you in that regard right well it does and i you know under a normal week um you know mike bells and donnie and the coaching staff and we'd all sit in the room and you know Bellsy would say you know here's kind of ideally when craig anderson would be good start or starts in a week and then you know so we we always have those discussions anyways but i do think that plays into this you know we we want to make sure first and foremost for UPL that he's he's getting reps you know he needs to get the minutes you heard me say that over and over again so that's something we'll definitely be mindful of um, but yeah like you said we got a lot of hockey here how interested are you to see uh, Eric you know he those two games in Alberta and then you guys had those injuries and you had that, that and he played a lot of his games during that run when you guys were sliding how interested are you to see him behind this team now well I think from my standpoint um, we have all the confidence in the world in Eric. He's come in, um, and like you said, there's you know some t- some games he was really good, 
um, early, and it was in a we were in a tough spot there with some of the you know what we were going through with our roster and, and through a stretch of those games. Um, but we we believe in him. We really think that he's everything that we thought we were going to get um, when we signed him, and you know in terms of how he's integrated into the team and the locker room and the culture of what he does every day and his work ethic is off the charts. So, um, yeah, excited for him to kind of get to his game and um, watch him. But at the end of the day, what I think the biggest takeaway is we're excited because we have three goaltenders right now that we know we believe in and the team believes in and can help us win a hockey game. Kevin, when it comes to goaltender depth, it's January. I know you'd love to say everybody's going to stay healthy till the end of the year. Reality tells us this is professional sports. That's probably not going to happen to all three. Do you look at it, too, that you need that depth? Well, you do, for sure. I mean, no one knows it more than us over you know, the last couple of years. It's t- challenging at times. So, um, yeah, you think about those things. And, you know, by the way, Suvi in Rochester's played really well, you know, and he's – He's another guy that's a veteran, you know, played a number of games in the NHL. So for me, whether it's any position, but especially goaltenders, the, the more depth, the better. How does handle this? Is he understanding of the whole thing? It's awesome. Um, today we had a good conversation. And, you know, my style personally, and, and Donnie's the same way, is um, we just we build transparency and have honest conversations with our players and staff every day. And for me, that's the key. If you can build a good relationship and then you explain exactly the situation, um, there has to be trust both ways. It's, that's why you need relationships. So then when you're having difficult or kind of um, conversations going on, there's a trust there. So he, he was great this morning, understands um, kind of the situation. And we're going to be having this um, daily with, you know, how we work our way through this. And that's just, that's part of it. But our players know that. They are, our players know that we care about them and we're going to always be honest and um, do what we can to help, help them, but also help our team. Even if he was playing as he is now if you guys were languishing in the standings it'd probably be pretty easy go back to rochester keep playing how much does the fact you're in this thing now with all the games in hand kind of change the approach and make you have to think twice what we're doing for sure mike it's a part of the equation like it's a it's a it's something you think about um but i i kind of think about in a sense of when i look at him individually let's just take his game where is he at? What's best for him? Um, you know, and he's really coming along. So you want to make sure you keep growing with that and helping him get to the become the goaltender that we all want him to be. And he's showing that. So that's that's part of it. And then for sure, the team performance, um, the team confidence when he's playing, and then where we are and how we've been playing. It does. It all comes together as part of the decision. But. Um, I think that's an important piece. So just, you know, I like the way our team's playing. I like the way our team's practicing. You know, I, I, I'll keep saying it. When, when practices are sharp and crisp and guys are competing, and um, I really believe it carries over into games. And so I liked now for a while how we've been practicing. And then it's, you know, not as much practice time with our schedule right now. But, um, no, I like the way what I see. How have Henestros and Aspen been taking this? I mean, have, they, have you had conversations with them? Yeah, both of them. Um, First of all, I can't say enough good things about those two and Fitzy um, just from being a pro. And everybody is competitive at this level and wants to play every game. And I respect it and I get it. And I think it goes back to what I said a couple minutes ago that communication is the key. Those guys understand that um, sometimes it's circumstance and they know they've been really working, doing extra with the coaches. 
you know, they're, they want to play. Um, but they've been, they've been nothing but first class and um, good pros about it. From your conversations with Eric, what's your sense of, you know, it's a little bit more heightened competition, I guess, than when he was last in the net. What's your sense of where he's at mentally the last few weeks? Well, you know, it's a, it's a great question because uh, one of the things that, you know, I talked to him originally when he was able to do the rehab assignment was you need to, two things. One, physically, you need to be honest with yourself and us. Where are you? And then two, get your game sharp and be ready to play. And I think he's excited about it, to be honest with you. He's a, he's a great team guy. He loves the way our team's playing. And he feels, you know, I talked to him after the third start he had in Rochester, and he said, I really believe with the, the games and the practices that I'm where I need to be and I'm ready to go. So, um, But I think he's, he's a kid who thrives on competition. He's done it his whole career, and um, I think he's just ready to get excited to get back in there. That was Sabres general manager Kevin Adams just before face-off tonight. A rough night for the Sabres. Philadelphia getting three goals in the first, one early third. Buffalo not able to score. They are shut out for the first time this season as Philadelphia wins it four to nothing. But good news, the Sabres can have short memories, as you can, as the Sabres will be right back at it tomorrow night. The Seattle Kraken are in town. 7 o'clock puck drop. We'll have the pregame at 6 o'clock right here on WGR. And with that, we'll say goodnight to everyone here from KeyBank Center. I want to thank our crew, Frank Curry, our network producer back in our Amherst studios. The crew here at KeyBank Center, Pat Malacaro, Jonathan Koziel, Paul Hamilton, our reporter. Shobo the Bulldog were on the pregame show. Tom Matty was our engineer. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Koziel. Again, the final Philadelphia 4, Buffalo nothing. We'll talk to you here tomorrow night with Seattle and Buffalo right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.